The Secrets of Movies and TV Shows is brought to you by the StarQuest Production Network and is made possible by our many generous patrons. If you'd like to support the podcast, please visit sqpn.com slash give. You're listening to The Secrets of Movies and TV Shows. Hi, I'm Lindsay Sand, and you're listening to The Secrets of The Lego Movie 2, the second part, where we discuss the hidden layers and meanings of the recently released Lego franchise film, written by Phil Lord and Chris Miller, and directed by Mike Mitchell. Joining me today are Caroline Knight. Caroline, how are you? Uh, very well, thanks. How are you? I'm going well. And Jared Trapnell, how are you going? Hi there. Good to be here. Great. So before we actually begin, let's explain why you, our listeners, are not hearing the accents that you're regularly, regularly used to hearing. We're actually the team that brings you the Australian-themed podcast called The Catholics of Oz, which is also on the Starcast Quest production network. But today, we've been given the keys to this show, and we're going to provide an Australian perspective on the Lego Movie 2, the second part. So before we do that, don't forget to subscribe to The Secrets of Movies and TV Shows on your favorite podcast player on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, and others. And also share this podcast on Facebook and Twitter. You can find more details about those at sqpn.com. So team, let's pick up where this film begins. It happens straight after the events of the first Lego movie with the Duplo blocks arriving in Blocksburg. So Caroline, I think you remember what that line was from the Duplo blocks. What what did I say again? (laughs) We are from the planet Duplo and we are here to destroy you. But in kids' Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, and this is a an interesting film because not only does it immediately pick up straight after the events of the Lego Movie One in the Lego world, that means obviously that in the in the human world, in the um in the worlds of Bianca and Finn, I think the brothers and sister brother and sister are called, uh, their story also continues as well. And it's interesting for me because there's a new theme. Uh, it was the father and son story in the first one, and this one is the brother and sister one. Jerry, did you have a think at all about the family dynamic when you were uh, when you were watching the film? Uh, yeah, so slightly different to the original, where you only sort of find out at the end, I believe, um, that it's a father son thing. This one, there is occasional cutaways to either Finn or Bianca, where you can see who's behind, um, you know, certain certain stages of the film, whereas who's who's controlling the the progression of the film. Yeah, and we're going to go full spoilers with this podcast, so I should probably warn you that if you haven't seen the Lego Movie 2 yet and you do really want to see it without spoilers, you might want to hit pause and then come back after you've seen it. So uh, let's get right into those spoilers. That wasn't a deal breaker, by the way. Yeah, that wasn't. No, definitely not. No. Let's get into those spoilers straight away because uh, what I find interesting, Caroline, is that Emmett is actually responsible for the creation of Queen... Whatever you want to, what's her name, Queen? Whatever I want to be. Yeah, whatever I want to be, yeah, because she can change into whatever shape she wants. And that's with the creation of that love heart. Do you remember that right at the beginning? Oh, yes. So Yeah, the insane man approaches aliens. Yeah. Yes, and hands uh, a love heart over. And the, the Duplo create little monsters promptly snap up the heart and they all, the little Lego creatures run away going, ah! And then if you notice, the, the, the Duplo creatures, they more, more. So what do they want more of? The love, hey. Yeah, yeah, very, yes. And see, it. you don't think about that at first, do you? To think, oh, they no. want more Lego bricks. They want to destroy more of the city. Yeah. And so what happens is 
first, uh, the Lego blocks get into this five-year battle <laughs> with these with the Duplo blocks. Yeah. They, they're trying to, you know, um, because of this big misunderstanding that's going on between the two of them. And then uh, before we get to um, what happens after five years, I love this part. They send the Justice League to go and save them. <laughs> so, so, Jared, what do you remember about the Justice League scene? Um, is that the bit where they, yeah, they all step into the, oh, I can't remember the, what the name of the ship is. Um, Their little spaceship, whatever it is. <laughs> yeah, they, they, they named it, but I can't remember the name of it. Um, all, all of the, uh, the current Just, Justice League, except for Batman. Um, so Superman, is it Green Lantern, I think, was in there. Uh, yes. Wonder yes. Woman and <laughs> and I love the and yes. new Aquaman. Oh yes, that's true. Yes, um, because and did you pick up? Uh, yeah, because yeah, you saw old Aquaman. I think got left behind <laughs> in the uh, in that back cave. And new Aquaman is a is uh, a pretty good rendition of Jason Momoa in, his, um, <laughs> in the Aquaman <laughs> film, which um, you know we only saw only only just came out earlier in the year. So obviously a bit of time's changed since then. Um, I believe in the first Lego movie, Aquaman was this blonde, you know, nondescript character, and now he's ripped and hairy and all the rest of it. <laughs> yeah, and what I love, because I was checking this out before, it was actually voiced by Jason Momoa as well, who was Aquaman in the Aquaman film. So they're riffing off the current Justice League. <laughs> well, there's quite a few, um, and we'll probably get to that later on, quite a few you know, cameos and, and uh, you know, people jumping in that are with just a couple of one-liners here and there that are actually, you know, you consider them A-list actors. Now, from what I understand, um, because Disney owns things like Marvel, Star Wars, and a few others, you weren't seeing much of that sort of stuff in there. You notice that there's no Death Star this time around. Mm, yes. Um, and Marvel's not returning the calls. I don't remember that line. They're not calling, that's right. Oh, yes. <laughs> but, um, yeah, the DC Universe, I think Harry Potter as well, and a couple mm. of other ones they've got a lot more access to. Mm-hmm. Yes, correct. And I love how uh, when the Justice League assembles to, uh, can I say assembles? But when they decide to leave to fight the uh, the Duplo blocks, that Green Lantern comes at the end and says, wait, what about me? Just going on that joke about yeah. the rejection of Green Lantern. Yes, and says, I'm a lantern, can't you see me or something? Yeah. yeah I'm a lantern, how could <laughs> yeah, you see me? Yeah, that's good. That's how good. could you see me, yeah. I love how they say, oh, Batman's off somewhere fighting a site. I forgot exactly the line. Doing his own yeah, thing. that's yeah. it. Yeah, it's got like a standalone project or something. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's it. Great. Yeah, that's something like yeah. that. Yeah, that was funny. Yeah, and we know we know that there's a Batman film being written, but it's been in a kind of limbo because they, uh, it keeps on. There's all this debate about whether uh, it will happen, whether it won't mm. happen, whether <laughs> actors will come in or not. So I love the I love all the pop culture references that they've yeah. got going on there. Um, the, the movie loves to laugh at other movies and laugh at itself. I think that's one of the great things about it. So uh, the Justice League go off to fight the Duplo blocks and we never hear from them again. And it's, you know, it's five years and, um, and the war continues. And what we see is that it doesn't go very well for Bricksburg. And um, what we have is this five years later and this post-apocalyptic Mad Max kind of uh, setting yes. now where it's become, is it Brickpocalypse? Did I, is that what, it, what they call their new city? I think it was Apocalypseburg. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's yes, right, Apocalypseburg. Yes, yes. That's right, yeah. And, and what we see is all the nice characters have become gruff and they're brooding and, uh, you know, Wildstyle <laughs> has, you know, these these voiceovers <laughs> where she's constantly brooding about how dark it is. Um, my favourite is the crazy cat lady with the... Yes! <laughs> she's all, all of a sudden really angry and all the cats are angry yeah. and their names and they've got ferocious names, yeah. <laughs> like, 
tough names. <laughs> yes, yeah, they were so funny. Got a tail that's shaped like yes. a mace. Yes. Um, and I love how all the um, all these characters are getting tattoos and getting ink done, and they're all you know yeah. becoming gruff now. Yeah. So really riffing off that Mad Max kind of thing. And there was the surfer dude who was like really happy in the first Lego film, and then like he's really mad and angry in in this one. Yeah, I forgot what he was before, but I think he became Chainsaw Guy or something. Yes, yeah, that's right. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> it was Chainsaw Guy. Yes, completely um, flipped. And this sets up uh, one of the themes, and that is about the kind of heroing up or becoming tough to to deal with with tough situations. Because by contrast, Emmett doesn't change at all. In fact, he builds a house far away from um, Apocalypseburg, and the house represents his dream. Uh, now it has a, I think it was a triple decker couch instead of a double decker yes, couch. By the way, I reckon that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I still want one of those couches. Um, and it, it represents his idealistic dream. It's a place for him and, and Wildstyle slash Lucy to settle down and, uh, and be happy Lego people there together. Um, and she's just not buying it, is she, Caroline? No. And um, she kind of wishes that Emmett would like toughen up as well and, and kind of tells him, you know, um, Oh, there was that great scene um, where like, she was brooding, you know, having a good brooding session, you know, brooding, brooding, brooding. And then Emmett comes up and um, he's all happy, brings her a coffee and everything. And she's she gets the coffee and drinks and starts brooding over the coffee, you know. And then <laughs> and then she tries to teach him how to brood. Um, and, you know, he can't do it until he tells her about a dream that he had. And it was kind of one of these, um, like, uh, predicting a dream that would predict the future. And, and that's when he got into a real brood. And, um, yeah, throughout the movie, you see Lucy trying to encourage him to, like, grow up and, you know, be more serious and stop being so happy all the time. Yeah, so it's um, the dream is of the, the mum apocalypse, as I remember. Marmageddon, uh, yeah, sorry, I'm yeah. getting my terms mixed up. Yeah, yeah the Marmageddon. But the whole idea yeah. is, um, is that the mother of the two children out yeah. in the real world has threatened to make them put all their Lego into storage if they into don't storage. start playing nice yeah. with each other. Into, yeah, that's right. <laughs> I love the, the way they have these words. You, you've got the, um, uh, was it the, um, the sister system, yes. which is basically the system's be- sister's bedroom. Uh, what was the, stair, the, the stairway? <laughs> yeah, under the dryer. Yeah, these are yeah the staircase, which go you know goes to the oh, other yes. part of the house upstairs. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's really creative how they how they um have the real world influencing the the Lego world. So Jared, everything changes with the arrival of Sweet Mayhem. So what does Sweet Mayhem want from these Lego characters? Right. So basically, it picks up just after the coffee and brooding session in that wild style notices something new in the sky. Emmett thinks it's a shooting star and it turns out <laughs> to be the ship of, what was her name? Uh, Mayhem, Sweet Mayhem. Sweet Mayhem. Who ends up catching them just near the destroyed Bricksburg um, sign and he's dancing to the beat that uh, the ship's pumping out. Um, <laughs> and then you've got a chase, chase scene where uh, Emmett, Lucy, and I've forgotten the cat's name, Uni Kitty, who becomes Ultra Caddy. That was my favourite part, I think, when she changes into Angry Kitty. Reminds me of my cat. Yeah, into Angry Kitty. Yeah, Angry Human goes there. Then there's a chase scene where, where um, they're being shot at with um, hearts and stars that have 
Childish voices, childish voices saying "Hi, I love you," <laughs> and then it, yeah. and then explode. I love you. Yes, <laughs> and so the chase eventually leads to I think it's Batman's desert cave, and all the citizens yes. <laughs> of Apocalypseburg are all inside. Uh, the gates close, and one of the stars gets trapped in the door. And, <laughs> oh, the pain! But, but everyone's inside. <laughs> oh, the pain! Everything's getting yeah. cold. Yeah. Um and yeah, and, and it's Emmett getting falls dark. For it. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> Emmett falls for it. Opens the gate so the star can get out. And he's like, "Oh, that's all right. Nothing got nothing in." Got and in. then Sweet Mayhem standing there. Ah, something got in. Yes. There she is, right there, just out of nowhere. <laughs> and once she's in there, facing off against the citizens of Apocalypseburg, she basically, I think, does she demand the the leader? Yes. To yes. To, to come with her. And none of them could decide. <laughs> Who the leader was? Yeah, and this is um, yeah, and this is part of that theme now of heroing up because who is the leader? You know, is it Batman, the dark, brooding, brave one? You know, is it the pirate who says he's done this and that? They're actually looking at all the qualities and what they've done and what makes them a leader. Um, and you know, Emmett, they kind of just brush aside. Now he's not a leader. You know, he was he was the special, but that that's all he is. He's you know he's done what the special does, and he but he's just plain old Emmett. You know who orders coffee with you know, extra cream and 23 sugars and all this kind of stuff. So uh, they get called, uh, they want to take the leader, or Sweet Mayhem wants to take the leader for them to go to a wedding. And it's the a wedding to Queen, whatever Nabarbi, whatever Nabar- I'm going to struggle with that. Yeah, whatever Whatever Nabarbi. Whatever Nabarbi. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Um, I can't say it. Um, and so... Uh, after a bit of a fight scene, like you were saying, she captures these leaders um, by covering them in, in cutesy stickers. Did you notice that, by the way? Yes, they were good. Yeah, and then um, onto the onto the ship, and then takes them away. So Emmett uh, wants to. He has this rousing speech to inspire everyone to follow, to to rescue everyone, and he walks out the gate saying, "Who's with me?" And the gate closes, <laughs> and then that's it. He's he's trapped outside. <laughs> yeah. So um. Before we talk about Emmett's journey, let's talk about where these heroes are taken to. So the the heroes are taken to meet Queen whatever whatever want to be. Oh my gosh, this is so bad. Um, and she basically explains that they're there for a wedding. Now, how does the wedding to Batman come about, Jerry? I kind of uh, forgot about how that happens. Now, I think she's basically Queen whatever one be is basically trying to. It looks like she's trying to. Uh, coerce them to to go with her. So they're all they all well mainly Wildstyle Lucy um, is is trying to put up a resistance. And uh, first of all, I think the Queen goes for Benny the Spaceman and says, "You know, do you want? I'll give you a planet which is full of space stuff and and <laughs> spaceships." Um, yeah. <laughs> and all of a sudden, he's she's checked out. You know, she's <laughs> she's okay. Um. And Metal Beard was next. Now I'm not buying it, and um, she promises him a, a planet full of ship, and the inhabitants will be his crew when he's sold. Um, <laughs> and then the Unikitties, she says, "How much glitter can you imagine?" She says, "Lots." And she says, "Times it by affinity or something like that." Yeah, yeah. And that was that. <laughs> and then Batman was yes. like, "Well, what about me?" And the Queen sort of there's a bit of back and forth where she says, "Well, you know, you kind of got everything." Um, you know, what can I give you? And she says, how about I give you half of everything? Um, foreshadowing <laughs> without saying so mm. that, you know, what's half of everything um, you know, in, in, in this culture is you know, marriage. But that's not how she phrases it. She just says half of everything. He's like, yeah, I mean, 
yeah. <laughs> and there's only um, Wildstyle <laughs> left, but that's how it sort of comes about. Yeah. Now I like the I like in this scene how she's trying to convince them she's not evil. We, uh, but uh, later on, <laughs> Wildstyle comments later towards the end of the movie how terrible their messaging and their communication skills are because she pulls out these signs like. Uh, you know, I am. Um, <laughs> I am not evil. I am not this. You know, all these un- words that are evil, un- just with un- yeah, yeah. yeah. Un, un- that's cunning. right. Yeah, with un- yeah, where she's written un on all those signs. So you got signs like nasty and whatever else, and she's handwritten un on there as if to to try and be convincing, and it's not. Yeah, so this, this that part that's part of a musical number, <laughs> which I think it also um, one of the lines in there, I believe, is something like you know, if you don't go along with this, then we totally won't imprison your family. <laughs> yes, and it's funny because they actually mean they won't imprison your family, but the way you look at it, it's, yeah, it comes across the opposite, doesn't it? So, uh, all right, so we've got that that going on then, um, and it leads to um, a discussion of the brainwashing, which we'll get to later, but let's go back to Emmett. So Emmett, of course, is uh, dedicated to Wildstyle. There's no way he's going to let this finish, so... He goes to his house and he um, converts his house to a spaceship and he flies out into space to, um, to the, the, stair, the stair gate in order to go and rescue uh, Wildstyle. So let's, let's get to what's revealed at the end of the film um, at this point. So he's going to get crushed by a giant asteroid on, on his way through the stair gate and he gets rescued by Rex. Okay, and let's do the uh, a radical Emmett extreme. <laughs> um, <laughs> But let's uh, let's talk about who Rex is. Let's spoil that now. Rex is actually future Emmett, um, and I love how uh, he decide he says, "But I'm not going to give you the backstory." And then he goes and tells the whole backstory. Yes. <laughs> um, but Jerry, Jerry, tell us who who this future Emmett is and how he ended up being where he is. All right. So he's the super cool Rex Danger Vest. Um, which is also voiced by Chris Pratt and seems to be pretty much based on Chris Pratt's other movie roles. So he says that he's, uh, what, are the, what does he call himself? A galaxy defending, you know, Guardians of the Galaxy, archaeologist, a uh, yes. cowboy and raptor trainer and a few other things. So raptor trainer was from his role in Jurassic <laughs> yes. World. I Love think. it. Yes. Um, I'm not sure about the cowboy one. But the archaeologist is um, thought that he might be too, you know, young Indiana Jones. Um, <laughs> yes. I, yeah, and there were a couple of other, you know, lines that he had. I think furniture making, um, chiseled features hidden under baby fat, which I had to look that one up. <laughs> yeah. so he apparently was in something, a Parks and Recreation, I think. Yes, Parks, yes. yes there's Parks and Recreation. Where, where Absolutely, right, that's a reference to looking, that. Yeah. You know, yes. Got a lot of baby fat <laughs> there and then obviously chiseled up for... Yeah, chisel up for yeah. the, I'm pretty sure it was the first Guardians movie. Yeah, Guardians, probably. yeah. And so, yeah, so Rex is basically, you know, he's a parody of all of Chris Pratt's other movies. Um, what was the question again? Oh, <laughs> just got, basically. Got to just, describing so, all that, you know, yeah, how it comes about. But how did he end up uh, being future Emmett and meeting Emmett there right, so that in the asteroid mostly, field? Yeah, mostly gets told in the later parts of the story, but essentially he's, you know, being part of the future was Emmett turned into a rather, he finally did grow up and grow, you know, go bad essentially with the, how, how it would have turned out. He would have crashed into that asteroid and basically been lost for a number of years until he managed to get himself out. He was in solitary for a while. Um, now remember he was lost under, in the, in the, under, under the, the dryer, dryer system. 
which is basically the Lego toy uh, ended up under the dryer and no one with no one to play with him for uh, for a long period of time. It might have even been years from looks at because he watches the events of the entire first uh, was it the entire Lego movie? Yeah, it looked um, like. yeah. Well, but he sees everything anyway. Yeah, because what would have happened is if he didn't destroy the asteroid, then Emmett would have crashed into it and ended up under the dryer and have been lost. So that's what he's come back for. Yep. Um, and so him having lived that part, stayed under the dryer that long, turned um, you know, into, into what he was and basically um, tried to figure out how he could fix it and figured out that he'd grab a whole bunch of time travel machines, which he just went through them too quickly for me to get them. <laughs> oh, no, let me please, let me but list this because this is great. To, we need to. So you've got you've got first he grabs parts you've got he grabs parts from the DeLorean, then he gets parts from Bill and Ted's time machine, yes. which is a telephone box. Then he gets parts from the TARDIS, yes. and then he gets parts from a hot tub, which is a reference to hot tub time machine, which I haven't seen, but I got the reference. So it was hilarious that they put all of those together, and then he uses those to build a time machine to travel back into the past. And he get did he get something from Skynet too? Yeah, yeah, sorry, from, yeah. However, yeah. that works. So there was a comment, I think. <laughs> Yeah, and so he used yes. that to build a, build a time machine, go back into the past, pick up some raptors, um, which is where you got the raptor trainer um, line, and then go to you know, however many years back to the present where we're seeing it and rescuing the only person he really wants to rescue, which is himself. Yes. And did you see how he enticed the raptors to get onto his ship? Oh, yeah, it was so a what, tennis, tennis ball. <laughs> tennis ball. And apparently balls. they love tennis. They're all like, tennis, tennis. Yeah. <laughs> the raptors are actually quite funny in yes, this film. There's the part where there's a part on the ship where they the raptors have different dialogue and one of them saying, Hey, have you seen why they got the have you got the Wi Fi working? Mm-hmm. And one said, Why don't you ask Sharon? There's all this just random stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sharon hates Mondays. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so there's some great stuff there. All right, so we be, so this is Rex's backstory. Now, the interesting thing with the theme of Rex, obviously, is that Rex represents the Emmett that uh, that um, Lucy wants him to be. And then we find out that she's actually kind of not happy with this Emmett because he's this bitter, brooding version of Emmett who uh, is not as not as cracked up as she thought it would be. And it teaches her to appreciate the Emmett that she has. Carolyn, what do you reckon? Think about that. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that was a, a strong point in the film. So the whole time during the film, she's trying to, yeah, like I mentioned before, trying to, you know, get him to grow up and, um, yeah, brood more and, um, and, and be like everybody else. But, you know, he was always happy and everything else. And I mean, it, it looks like towards the end of the film is a bit more spoiler, but, um, they want to create a happy society, you know, where every everybody plays together and everybody's happy. And um, but he is encouraged by Rex to to kind of go ahead and destroy that. You know, he he's talked into it, and um, by the end of it, then um, Lucy realizes, oh, it's it's really not what I want. Um, uh, you know, sorry, this is my Siri. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I said Lucy and my phone thought I said Siri. Um and uh yeah, so he it it leads him to a path where you know it changes him completely and yeah, she realizes no that that's not the kind of Emmett I want. I want the you know the nice plain Emmett that I I knew before. So um yeah. Yeah, and the difference is uh Emmett the master builder 
or Emmett the Master Breaker, yes, which yes, is yes. Uh, what he with the, with the punch he teaches him to do, which is which breaks everything. Um, and I guess what's interesting, maybe I'm reading too much into this, but you know, the, you've got the Master Breaker who's who learns to be tough by uh, by breaking things by uh, by living off that bitterness that he has, and the, but the master builder is one who builds things out of love, out of need, and so you've got those two Emmets, um, very very clearly contrasted there. So let's go on and uh, let's talk about, and this is the part that uh, maybe some of our listeners, if you've uh, watched the movie, a certain song is going to start playing in your head for the next ten hours. <laughs> but um, we we that um the going back to um to the sister system. And before the wedding happens, there's this preparation. So they need to be, they need to get them ready. And it says something um, to have, to get changed. So there's, it's a play on words because uh, get changed, we think to change clothes, but the characters think get changed means to be brainwashed. Um, and so what happens is like we talked about, they're offered all these different things. And then in the process of, of getting changed, they're listening to this song um, and what was the song? This song's uh, this song's gonna get stuck in your head. Stuck it goes inside your head. Yeah, and it basically it just repeats the line: "This song's gonna get stuck inside your. This song's gonna get stuck yeah, inside your." Really head. hard not it's to actually, sing it right now. <laughs> yeah, say it's playing in my head right now. But it's obviously obviously um, linking back to the first movie with the "Everything is Awesome." Mm. So this is kind of like the next version. Although "Everything is Awesome" does you know it does make its way into the film here and there, and it gets changed at the end. Um, but it's interesting how uh, it seems like it's torture that this song's going to get stuck in your head. It is for us as what as viewers, but yeah, um, speak for yourself. it's <laughs> actually yeah. <laughs> but it's actually it's actually a song about love and a, a happy song, you know. Because what we find out is that the wedding is to unify the um, the Lego brick people and the Duplo brick people, so to bring them all together. Um, but it. It doesn't seem that way, like I said, because the Queen's messaging seems quite poor. I was just going to add in too that, I mean, there's a bit more backstory there too with the, you know, the joining of the Lego and the Duplo. It's like the sister, the girl in the in the movie, uh, she really wants her brother to play with her, you know, and join their, their toys together and, and he's kind of not really into it. And so... This is kind of her way of trying to unite them together, you know, like um, I think there was a bit of the backstory where, we, where he gave her the Duplo heart, you know, um, like, like Emmett giving the Duplo heart to her Duplo and and um, she's remembering that. And uh, so she, she thinks, okay, so we can play together, so why can't we keep playing together? But they end up just fighting and uh, yeah, I'll let you continue. <laughs> That's right. And and the punch that we talked about before that Emmett learns is the punch that the brother does to yes. destroy uh, the, the sister system That's that his right. sister had created in her room. Yeah, because they can't get along well. So, um, all right. So, Jared, uh, you obviously went and watched this film with your kids. How did you go with um, with the song? Did it get stuck in your head? Did your kids kept singing it after, after the movie was over? Well, you should know the answer yourself because when we were doing prep for this episode, <laughs> uh, we had Caitlin and James singing it into the um, into the microphone, yes. a sound test. Um, so yeah, they, we had a lot of fun. Quite a few. Yeah. Of them. They, I think they know the words pretty well. Yes, they they definitely do. Yeah, and knowing the lyrics of of, of the word of the words, um, yeah, it's it's basically a challenge almost, isn't it? Yeah, you sit there thinking, no, it's not. 
<laughs> it's uh, I just give in. It's, yeah, it's playing I'll in my head in. right now. Yeah, yeah. In fact, um, uh, Frankie, when he came out of the film, is like, ah, oh, it's getting stuck in my head. Oh, no, it's stuck in my head. And so I was just playing with him <laughs> and singing it. We were walking through the shopping centre afterwards with, <laughs> after the sitter. I was like, come on, this song's going to get stuck. Sorry, I don't mean to sing. Um, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I don't want to get caught out singing because it's going to happen. Um, but, yeah, so... I thought, I'm not going to get annoyed with this. I'm going to have fun. I got brainwashed and uh, <laughs> I'm enjoying it. And I've actually been playing it on my phone with my kids trying to get them. Come on, let's see. Let's <laughs> so, yeah, I've been having fun with that song. So I've been that embarrassing mum doing the role well. That's all right. It's it's a catchy beat, so don't yeah. worry. You'll definitely be ashamed of Yeah, <laughs> I'm so, not ashamed. So Lucy, um, Lucy um, is being tortured by this song. She's got headphones on. She thinks it's brainwashing. So she breaks out. And she escapes. And um, I love the scene where she's crawling through the vents and she passes Bruce Willis uh, as John McClane in the Die Hard films. <laughs> and he says something along the lines of, I don't always crawl around through events, you know. <laughs> something yes, along that those was lines. funny. Um, yeah. And, uh, and actually, again, voiced by Bruce Willis. So another star cameo there. Um, but basically, let's jump ahead a little bit. So what it leads to is that she, um, she escapes and she hides underneath one of the little spaceships that's taking all of her friends back to uh to where the wedding's going to happen to that giant stadium with the the giant cake um and she notices Emmett and Rex because Emmett and Rex have come to rescue everyone um and she notices that Emmett and Rex have um have made it there and they're in this uh after a little bit of an adventure they end up in this um cart that's full of lego bricks that's being transported to the same place so she sort of jumps down to them in this kind of action setting kind of thing and they come up with a plan uh and the plan is basically to um well, to shut down the shields of this place and for Emmett to smash the the building and what was Rex's role again what was he going to do um I can't remember I'm pretty sure Lucy's job was to turn the music off that's um, what it was sorry yeah I'm trying to remember. I can't remember what Rex's was he might have just been the the getaway driver or at least for part of it yeah the, they all arrive. They start carrying out their plan. I love that. Um, that Rex, as they're sneaking in, has a what was it C, uh, was it CPD convenient plot device? Oh yes, that's right. <laughs> to to find their way in. Yeah, there's all these there's all these little um little nods to you know to the audience that like yeah we're just going to do this so we can keep the story going. So it's really good mm. they do that. Um, and they uh so Lucy runs into the other heroes. And they convince her that actually um, that, that this is a good thing that's happening. The wedding between Batman and, and Queen Wanabi, I actually said that correctly, is a good thing. You know, Batman's in love with her, even though he's a brooding character. Um, and so she's convinced. And so, it's yeah, actually mayhem. No, it's actually sweet mayhem. So they get into uh, martial combat. Uh, Correct. Lucy, yep. When Lucy goes to switch the uh, phone and or he goes to turn the music off, and uh, Sweet Mayhem and Lucy get into martial combat, end up in a fight, and in the midst of it, near the end, um, Sweet Mayhem falls into a hole and is about to fall. Her helmet comes off, and instead of uh, being, you know, a alien space invader, she suddenly, you know, a, a, just looks like you know a young girl, and basically looks like one of the I think the Lego's Friend series sort of um, sort of character, and then all the bravado is gone, all the angry, harsh voice is gone and she's um begs to be rescued, which, you know, Lucy, even though she chides Emmett for being a uh 
and you know, a, a sook and all the rest of it and prides herself on being rough and tough, she still finds it in herself to, you know, even though it's her enemy, to stop her from falling. As they then get up, Sweet Mayhem finally, and this is where you come back to poor explanation, she says that um, it's what they're actually doing. She said that she tried to impress Lucy by being rough and tough, but um, and when, when she came and invaded their, their space, um, earlier in the movie, obviously, obviously that was lost in translation because it looked more like an invasion. And then going, and then she says, uh, you know, Queen, whatever, I want be, you know, she say, even sang you a song about how she wasn't evil. Didn't you guys get the message? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, that's and crazy. Then the um, line comes and, out, you're really bad at communicating. And then they <laughs> run out to, um, to the arena where everything's coming together for Batman and the Queen. And um, and that's where Rex and Ebert um meet up with them again, and where Rex has yeah. stubble dots on his face. And we need to mention one character in this film, which made me laugh. It's really childish, but the kids' films, though, it makes sense. Um, <laughs> the banana who <laughs> keeps slipping yes, on his own yes, peel, the banana. and yes. <laughs> he's got this special moment in the wedding where he has to carry the ring. <laughs> And he keeps slip, slipping. Slip, slip, like, no, slip. this was my one moment. No. Yes. <laughs> slipping down. Oh, the, I love the banana. The cake falls into the chocolate fountain, gets up. And, just, no. and he's so upset that he couldn't carry it off because he's slipping over his own peel. Anyways. It's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, look, every adult loves a banana slipping on its own peel kind of gag. That's. That's just, that was just there for us, oh, not for the kids. That was so funny. Um, and also, in I think it was in the fight scene with Lucy and Sweet Mayhem, if I remember right, where one of the stars oh, yes. spins and I it gets it. really sick, and then it and then it throws up all this yeah, glitter. Yeah, rainbow like, I, glitter. I'm, yeah, I'm getting dizzy. Oh, yeah, so hilarious. And yeah, so that that got me as well. Yeah. All right. So, uh, where are we up to in the film? So, all right. So, uh, we have this. Uh, we have. Um, Emmett now, um, he, he's not convinced when Lucy tries to convince him that, um, that the, that the Duplo blocks are good. Um, he, he's convinced actually by Rex that she's been brainwashed. And so he doesn't believe her. So he makes his way to the top of the, um, the stadium and he does the punch and he breaks everything. And then we have the beginning of the, was it Marmageddon? Hang on. Marmageddon. 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 With an extra ma in there. Yeah, uh, a Marmageddon. Marmageddon. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, Jared, what actually is a Marmageddon in the real world? So, a Marmageddon is the last chance of the last chance of the last chance of however <laughs> many times Mama said, you two keep fighting and I'm going to put your stuff into storage. storage. <laughs> and it finally happened. So, I believe we cut back to the real world where, I think, is it Finn, um, the son, uh, goes and busts, up the, busts it up, and that's represented by the fist of Emmett. And so once it all falls apart, then yes, she, the mum comes in and says, you know, you've had chance after chance. I'm putting all your stuff in storage because you can't get along. Yeah. It's actually kind of heartbreaking or, you know, when the sister says to the brother something like, you know, I just wanted to play with you or did, do you remember that scene guys? Yeah. Yeah. That she just wanted to you know be with you or something. Yes, I can't remember the yeah, exact words, right. but yeah. 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 Yeah, so yeah, it actually like pulled at the heartstrings. I wasn't expecting that, but that was I thought that was really well done. Um, I'll say more about the outside world later because we need to get through a bit more film first. So we end up now. You're gonna have to help me with this. Um, basically, the the Amama. What, oh gosh, yeah. here we go. The, <laughs> Amama Geddon. Yeah, 
a Marmageddon. I was going to say a Marmapocalypse. The words in this film just get me. Um, but the so basically the the kids are in separate rooms. So um, Finn is in the basement putting all of the um, the bricks into into storage or storage, and um, Bianca is in her room doing the same with hers. And from the characters' points of view, they're being sucked into some kind of doorway <laughs> or something. And and then the box is closed and they're all in the dark. But um, Emmett ends up in the under under dryer system. Um, I forgot how he ends up there, but, but he ends up under the dryer. And so now he's, uh, the same as the same experience as Rex, but for different reasons. Oh yeah. Doesn't Rex shoot him out of his ship and he flings out? Yes. That's it. With elastic. Yeah. yeah, That's right. With the uh, slingshot. Correct. Yeah. So he ends up there and because, um, Rex is unhappy that Emmett hasn't become bitter and, you know, like, like he has. And he goes, you need a bit more experience or a bit more time. So he flicks him under there. Um, and so Emmett now. Uh, he's, you know, this is the part where he could become bitter or, or he could be able to get up and walk for a different reason. And he's actually able to get up and walk because of the, the characters that he cares about because of, because of Lucy. Is that, is that about right, Jared? Yeah. Yeah. I think you're on the, get that on fine. Yep. And in the meantime, Lucy, uh, all the other characters in the box that Lucy's in, in Bianca's room, um, they've, they've given up and. So they sing this version of everything is awesome where the lyrics are things like not awesome, everything's depressing, all this kind of stuff. Um, But then Wildstyle slash Lucy kind of brings it around because she sings everything's not awesome Mm -hmm. until we start doing this and Mm -hmm. we start doing that. And she kind of brings the mood back up, which gets the, you know, which gives the the Lego characters their kind of their strength back to to get back into um, restoring themselves and having hope and whatever. but let's skip ahead to the under the dryer system again. So Emmett is kind of getting the strength to move because of, you know, because of love and dedication instead of because of bitterness. It's the same. It gives more strength than the bitterness does. And I love, love, love how the, he and Rex start fighting. Did you remember when they oh, start crashing into so each other? Funny. It's like <laughs> they just like flat into each other, <laughs> like two little yeah. figures just yeah. hitting into each other. Quite funny. Um, so madness ensues and fight scenes happen. Um, Lu- uh, Lucy eventually turns up under the dryer and, um, and rescues Emmett. And they, uh, they throw one of those love hearts that explodes, which, um, which stops uh, Rex. But I love the pull away, how it goes from, moves away from the dryer. So instead of this massive explosion that we're used to, there's just like this little boom. Yeah. <laughs> it's just this nothing. Pink flesh. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, Jared, did you pick up the um, the reference to Back to the oh, Future as uh, as he starts part. disappearing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You go, Caroline. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, like because the past was being rewritten because Emmett didn't end up going bad again. He ended up going back to being good. The uh, the Emmett of the future, the bitter Emmett, was being uh, Back to the Future, <laughs> which meant the reference <laughs> to Back to the Future when the photographs were being erased because the history or the future was being rewritten and so he starts slowly fading you know one leg one leg becomes transparent and then the next and the next until he like disappears and then you're left with Lucy and Emmett you know as they are standing there yeah so so that kind of finishes off Rex as he as he's gone there um and so basically the film kind of finishes off it ties ties all these things up with Batman and whatever Wanabi uh, getting married happily, which is Batman is is kind of funny as this 
like soppy kind of lovey dovey kind of character. Um, the the mother is impressed because uh, Bianca and Finn are getting along because this whole story is really just Bianca and Finn's real relationship. Um, so Mama Pockgeddon is avoided, and the the um the Lego universe is basically um kind of restored again. So we have this mixing now of Apocalypseburg and the Sister System, and we have the peaceful. Cispocalypse star. Yeah. A couple of years I say that. Which I'll take is your word on that one. I can't remember that one. Yeah, that, that's kind of the uh, um, the, the world that of everything you remembered that one. Yeah, I don't, know. That one, yeah, I don't know how I remember yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's basically the the um, everything together now, and I uh, I love the very ending. So we have uh, Emmett and Lucy um, with the dream house. So it was Lucy that builds the dream house that Emmett had built in the first part of the film that got destroyed. Um, because she realizes that Emmett is good just the way that he is, not not this um, Emmett that she wishes that he was instead. And so they end up at the house, and he finds this CD. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she gives um, it to him. She, she, it's yeah, an original, she yeah. original copy of yes. it. Yes. Yeah. Now, and so the original that? copy, yeah, it's the, exactly. It's the release of um, the single of Everything is Awesome. And there, as part of the band at the front, is the lead singer, and it's Lucy. And it's, it's, the it's Wildstar. Was it the unnamed band? Something like that, or unknown band? Popular something. band. Oh, yeah. Popular band, something was it? Something like that. Or is that someone else? Yeah. Anyway. Um, and then Emmett, the film ends with Emmett's mind blowing as he just goes, whoa. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so that's, that's the film. Um, I just wanted to talk very quickly, guys, about some of the themes. So, um, first of all, the one I thought of was hope being just as powerful as fear, if not more powerful. So um, do any of you guys have uh, an observation about that? <laughs> well, I have a slightly different um, take on it, if you want. Um, sure. To, like a sort of a little personal reflection, actually. You know, Lindsay, um, it reminded me a lot of you and me growing up together. <laughs> You're not going to go there, are you? I'm going there. <laughs> But, um, you know, we were like, we're only three years apart. Okay. So, um, we used to play together, like you'd have your toys and I'd have my toys. And like, I remember <laughs> when we used, like, we didn't have Lego like ourselves at that age, but we used to like mix our toys and like, we'd do this whole procession of cars from the bedroom down to the lounge room. I'd put my Barbie in <laughs> yep. one of the cars, there'd be He-Man in one of the cars and all that. And I'd want to incorporate my toys more with yours. And you're like, yeah, that's girl stuff. Like you really didn't want a bar of it. <laughs> but like, um, <laughs> yeah, anyway, I, it just reminds me of like, like when we used to play together, we used to fight, but we used to like always end up still playing together. We were like pretty good mates, you know, growing up and we're still pretty close. So, um, yeah, for me, that kind of that little reflection was really like shining through the whole way I was watching that. So um yeah, I had nice little memories from that. So yeah, for um yeah, so I, I really enjoyed that part of it and um it just just made me happy that you and I are yeah, okay, I'm gonna get soppy here, but you and I like close <laughs> as siblings, like and you know, and they ended up close as siblings at the end of the story as well. So But that's the that's the brilliance of the film is that it does kind of pick those out. See, I remember like the first film and thinking, wow, this is brilliant uh, in the first Lego movie. Look at these links to themes like 1984 and Control, you know, where people make you think you're happy, but, you know, but you're actually not. It's manufactured mm. happiness. 
And here you've got this one about family and relationships. And, and I reckon they nail these siblings really well. Mm. They, they get it. They get the relationship between siblings. 100%. And, it, and the, the way it's done is a kind of a meta narrative, you know, where the sibling's relationship is just told through Lego is absolutely brilliant. Mm. I was more surprised by this film than I thought I would be. Um, Jared, does this, does this get sibling relationships right? Can you relate to this at all? Uh, yeah, because I've got a daughter who likes playing with Lego and the son is not allowed near. <laughs> <laughs> um, mainly because he's uh, pretty clumsy and a bit spontaneous and we've had Lego pieces exploding because he's thrown a ball at something else and completely misjudged and it's gone in, right into the Lego building. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which causes... Can you imagine what those poor Lego characters were thinking when that happened? <laughs> Apocalypse, yeah, James Apocalypse. (laughs) (laughs) What I found funny, and I don't know if I haven't seen anyone touch on it, is that obviously in the when they all get kidnapped and then um, they get their makeovers and whatever, whatever it was called, um, and listening to the music, that everyone's convinced it's brainwashing, but in actual fact, it's. It's going back to a time where Emmett was that carefree, and yet he doesn't recognize yeah. that it's a carefree point. He he recognizes it as brainwashing, even in um, even in Lucy, when he says yeah. that you know Lucy's got her hair, uh, you know, fun, fun like that, as opposed to being the the brooding character. He can't recognize that the change is um, is not because of brainwashing, but because they actually found something to be happy and enjoyable and, and enjoy. Yes. That, that's a good one. I've got one more observation. I'll let you guys uh, react to this one. So here's my really deep English teacher. Uh, into, <laughs> look at this. So that, like I said, the second movie is a continuation of the first one straight away. They're just connected together like two puzzle pieces. In the first one, the father uh, misunderstands the son for a lot of the film. And he he's kind of, uh, you know, mean to the son in the sense that he doesn't want his son playing with his Lego in the basement, just like the son is kind of mean to his sister. So the father kind of teaches the son how to, uh, how, you know, how to love, how to be nice by, by accepting him and letting him play with the Lego. The brother then goes through the same process of, like his father did of misunderstanding his sister, but then learning to, to love her and be nice to her. So instead of saying, okay, you can play with this now, his moment in the second film is when he gives her that that Lego brick heart. Mm. So, they're, they're, like, there's a lot of this. There's a complete story of family relationships in the first Lego and the second Lego movie as well. Um, so, I just thought I'd throw that little bit of uh, of exploration mm. there. Um, Jared, do you have any final notes about the film before we finish up? Yeah, so sort of alluded to it earlier. So there's quite a few, um, you know, superstar cameo sort of things. So he did Bruce Willis, did Jason Momoa as Aquaman. Um, the rest of the Justice League, um, Channing, I don't know how you say his name, Channing Tatum. Channing Tatum, yes. Tatum and Jonah <laughs> yep. Hill from 21 Jump Street. Yes. <laughs> there. And Kobe Smolders, whose name wasn't familiar to me, but she's actually Maria Hill, the S.H.I.E.L.D. agent. Oh, um, okay, yeah. yes. Uh, plays yep. Wonder Woman. <laughs> there you go. All right. Um, the ice cream cone. So one of the, oh, you know, yes. the basically yep. the, yeah, yes. the guy who stops uh, the Queen and Batman sort of doing their love bickering. Uh, Richard Ayoade from the IT crowd. Oh, yes. I thought I no recognized way. his voice. Yeah. Oh. So I didn't get that until oh, after. And I like yeah. the, the great. mother character. I've seen her in many um, like more comedy 
uh, shows. She was, she's yeah, she was funny. in Bridesmaids. Yeah. And which is where I'd seen her watching it with yeah. Priscilla. Yeah. No, she's done heaps of stuff. <laughs> sure. She's oh, really yeah. funny. Yeah. Even in The Good Place, she played yeah. a character, like the judge. I yes, think she did. You're right. Yes, she was in The Good Place. Yes, yeah. that's right. Of yeah. course, she was the judge. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, she's fantastic. I'm a big fan. Who likes tacos or something, if I remember right? There was something. Oh, yeah, yeah. There was something. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, um, the company, the, go on, Jerry. Go on. No, you go. Sorry. Okay. Uh, so uh, some from Scooby Doo. We saw, I think, Velma or Felma. Yes. Yep. Um, yes. With the glasses. I think she had a line. Um, Harley Quinn saying yes, that Emmett's, Emmett, yes. Emmett's rescue would be a suicide mission. Yes. I like yes. that one. Yeah, good move. Yeah. Reference to Suicide Squad there. Yes. And finally, in the. Um, fight for the Lego friends to get under the dryer. Um, Rex commands his dinosaurs to attack them. I don't know, and I haven't been able to find anything. And I've looked hard for this one. Um, I haven't found out for sure, but I don't know if they're Rex wings. Yes, that was the um. That's what the I thought he called them that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His little fighter ships that come out of the big ship. They're called Rex wings. Yeah. So, so Star <laughs> so, Wars did get into it after all. I'm assuming a Star Wars, re- yeah, a very indirect Star Wars reference. Oh, how, yeah. can, you not, how can you not think of Re- X-Wings, Rex Wings, exactly. and X-Wings? Yes, <laughs> Even exactly. though they're all the bad guys by then. Yeah. Um, can I do another another bit of trivia? So Will Farrell doesn't make an on-screen appearance, but he did record his voice for the film. So there's a part where, you know, the mother says, you know, uh, she calls out to him uh, and says, you know, what do you think? And he goes, kids, do whatever your mum yeah, says. That thing, <laughs> so that very useless. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and where am I? Uh, but I love it at the very end. Yeah, that's no, that's it. Yeah, that line where he goes, he goes, "Honey, if you, where are my pants?" Which you know where goes back to the first pants? film. Yeah, straight to the, which is a great line from the first film. <laughs> was yeah. that, that was like the main sitcom that everyone yeah. used to like watching yeah. or something. Yeah, that's it. yeah, I use it great. with my kids. Well, um, they use it with me, Mum. Where are my pants? Yeah, they think it's hilarious. <laughs> uh, Caroline, are there any other things about the film that you wanted to mention? Well, yes, I have to say. I am now more sensitive to the needs of my children's Legos, especially the little Lego men, the ones that are missing their hair, the ones that are missing their legs, the ones that are missing their torsos. <laughs> just, just call the ones that are missing their hair Bruce. They're all Bruce. That's true. That's a very good idea. But my, my boys have quite a bit of Lego um, and uh, we recently started sorting them out and we've got this little drawer of miscellaneous bits and, you know, um, and I've just opened Stor- it. Is that it's storage and, by any chance? Pardon? <laughs> storage, is it? Oh, yes. Well, it is a form of the storage, yes. But it's where we, we access the Legos. They're not put away for good, so it's okay. It's still a happy place. Yeah. Um, yeah, so now I'm worried that I've got some um, little Lego men brooding under the couch. Um, I'm going to have to go and lift the couch and uh, just check that no one's getting too broody and... Uh, angry under there so we could keep a happy lego land in my lounge room yeah all right so um let's wrap it up there actually i have one more question for both of you so i was reading before that the film had a budget of 99 million dollars and it grossed over 189 million worldwide including what i got from me just uh, just recently so <laughs> are we going to see lego movie 3 is there going to be a lego movie 3 mm. I'd be interested. This the first Lego movie. I reckon that really foreshadowed a sequel when mm. that very last line that Will Ferrell says, "You know, I'll have to let your sister play too." <laughs> yes, yes. Um, whereas this one, the final line just being um, Lucy as a founding member of the popular band that's saying everything is awesome. While that was a great reveal, 
doesn't really lend itself to a new series. I do wonder where it would go next. Hmm. Maybe hmm. it would be like Toy Story and the um, the kids get older. Yeah, maybe. Because, well, this was five years in the future, um, and obviously the kids had to age five years as well. So if they're going to do another one, if they want to keep the same actors, they better get their better get their skates on, or you'll have a, you know, have Finn the son going off to college, not before long. And, not taking um, his Lego with him. Yeah, well, mm. <laughs> <laughs> who knows? Maybe it'll yeah. be maybe it'll be a director video. Yeah, true. I, I enjoyed the Lego Batman film. I would be okay if they did another one of those. <laughs> Well, he's, he's got nine separate standalone films. Yeah. Didn't you remember? Oh, him yeah. Saying? So he's yeah, got eight more right. to yes. do. Something. Yeah. yeah, there was some, and there was a Batman Forever reference. I forgot what it was, but it was really funny oh, the yes, way they, 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 talked, they talked about all of them. Yeah, in, yeah. And we didn't oh, yes, go they did into it in them, the song with um, yeah. uh, between the Queen and Batman That's when they're right. at dinner. Oh yeah. And I think I think they referenced every single one of yeah. the Batmans. Um, you know, George Clooney. Yeah. They, you know, yes, they Christian did. Christian Bale. Yeah, I even loved you as Christian Bale. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, some great lines. And All right, so let's Adam, wrap it up. Tights, yeah. yeah, let's wrap it up there. Um, so for our listeners, if you've seen the second Lego movie, so Lego movie, the second part, we'd love to know what you thought. Did you like it as much as we did? Did you think there were some interesting things about it? Do you think there'll be a third one? And what would the third one be if you, uh, if you think there will be one? Um, so you can leave us feedback at sqpn.com. You can leave us feedback on the SQPN Facebook page for the post for this episode. And we'd love to know what you think. Don't forget to listen to other great SQPN shows, such as The Secrets of... Uh, well, I was going to think of TV movies. Such as The Secrets of... What am I thinking of? Secrets of Technology, Let's Talk, and all the other great shows, Jimmy Aiken's Mysterious World. And also, if you'd like to hear more from us, we're at the Catholics of Oz. So if you'd like to find the Catholics of Oz and subscribe, we'd love for you to be um, to join our community as well. So that's all. Until next time. Jared, thank you very much for joining us today. Yep, pleasure to have been involved. And Caroline, thank you as well. Thank you. It was fun. And you've been listening to The Secrets of TV and Movies. And don't forget, and remember, this song's going to get stuck inside your head. <laughs> <laughs>